Welcome to the Weights and Wine Podcast. This is a podcast for all the girlies who love to lift super heavy weights, eat their body weight and protein, get their steps in, and also eat mozzarella sticks, fried calamari, and take some tequila shots over the weekend. If this sounds like you and you are a fit girlie who loves balance, then you're in the right place. I'm your host, Nedaveda. Let's get into this episode. I am so excited to be back on a microphone. I haven't been here recording a podcast episode in what feels like forever, but that's because post-vacation, I bulk recorded a bunch of episodes because I obviously had a lot to do with packing, getting ready for my trip and everything else that happened that week. So now that I'm back, we're back on schedule, summer's coming up, super excited, not excited about an injury I have now that's kind of preventing me from working out, but more on that later. And yeah, I am so excited. I can't wait to share all about my experience in Europe this time. I go every other year and I go to a new place every other year. I genuinely just love exploring new places. I love new countries and especially something about Europe is just so homey and just like the best vibes. So super excited about that. And I can't wait to share and talk about everything. I do want to preface this by saying that if you are someone who has an upcoming vacation coming up, which I just realized is super redundant, and you are also very active, you probably know this by now, but taking a week is not, uh, taking a week off, I'm sorry, is not going to do as much damage as you think it does. I promise you, especially if you are more advanced and more into lifting, like for example, you've been doing this for years now and you're on a consistent schedule, then I promise you a week off is not going to do anything. Enjoy the vacation. Take time with your family, take time with your friends, your loved ones, or if you're traveling by yourself, take that time to really like enjoy yourself and enjoy your own company. Eat all the foods. Like that's one of the best things I love about traveling is just eating all the new foods, especially in other countries. Like, yeah, America has like foods are known for around the country, but there's just something so different from being like traveling here versus traveling internationally. So don't worry about your macros. Don't worry about your gains. Your gains will be there. Trust me, I took months off from training at one point in my life and the gains came back. So you have nothing to worry about. I promise you enjoy the time off. But I also feel like if you're someone who's been lifting and you've been in the health and fitness game for a while, AKA again, years, then you have like an innate sense to be active anyway. So for example, what I did was I, there wasn't a gym and I didn't go to a gym, but what I did was I walked a shitload more than I do at home. Like I was walking 20K plus steps a day. And that's something I don't do at home. Um, I also think that like when you go on tropical vacations, like if you're someone who's very active, I'm sure you'll walk around there too. Going swimming and doing water stuff is another great form of cardio that you can do instead of a traditional lift maybe. But again, take the time to really just prioritize being on vacation and enjoying your life. Like I feel like there's too much hype around trying to be perfect 24-7. And in reality, you don't have to be. 
you are allowed a week off and you're allowed to live guilt-free for a week and you're allowed to sleep late in the hotel or maybe don't even leave the hotel room for a day just order room service and enjoy the company and the presence and eat all the foods like don't worry about what a macro is on vacation just enjoy all the freaking food that you can because you're never going to get that time back you can always go back to macros but you can't go back to being in front of the eiffel tower at midnight and watching it sparkle because i've done that and it was beautiful and if you haven't i highly recommend but without further ado I wanted to talk about the differences that I've noticed between just health and fitness in general in America versus Europe. Now, this is not my first time going to Europe, but it is my first time being this invested in my health and fitness where I was really learning and taking note of the different foods and the different ways people are exercising and moving. And it was very mind blowing in more so the fitness sense, which I guess when I explain it, it isn't super mind blowing because it's kind of common sense and it's what people talk about every time they travel to Europe, but it's just very interesting to me and I find this stuff super interesting. So I'm going to talk about that and I will just throw out there that it's so crazy the differences between going to different countries. Like I'll say something super weird, but my skin, like especially around my lips were so dry before I went to Europe and I went to Sephora, I got like a lip exfoliating treatment done and it made me look like I got lip fillers, which I freaking loved because I never thought I would need lip fillers because my lips are pretty, I mean, they're not big, but they're not small either. And I never thought about them. And when I got this treatment done, I was like, wow, I actually love the way I look with bigger lips. So in addition to the Botox, that may be happening soon, but I digress. Anyway, so I spent whatever money for the treatment. And then also you got to get the stuff that comes with it. I put on your lips and yada, yada. But when I tell you that I landed in Europe and all of a sudden it's like my skin problems went away. It's so mind blowing how crazy and like just different it is in different places. And that's one of the things I love about Europe is that something about the air, I don't know, it just hits for the skincare. <laughs> so if you're having skin problems, go fly to Europe. Okay, let's move on. And we're going to talk about the, we'll do the differences in fitness from here in America, specifically New York versus Europe. I had to write in my notes app, all the different gyms that I saw, because when I tell you that I did not see any gym, I'm not lying. I went to two countries and we flew into Amsterdam for about three days. And then we did Prague for three days. And then we came back to home to America. And there was no Planet Fitness on every block. There was no commercial gyms. There was no like hype about a gym. It was, it's interesting. I find it very interesting. And I think this is a lot of the common sense stuff because think about it. When you go to Europe, you do a lot of walking as they do as well. That's how they get by. They walk everywhere. Or, I mean, I'm sure they would drive. But it was, I was actually surprised by the lack of gyms there. And no one there is overweight either. Like, compared to when you're walking around America, like, you definitely see a larger amount of overweight people than you do in other countries. I think that's safe to say. But something about it there, like, 
I'll talk about Amsterdam first. So Amsterdam is, if you look at it on the map, you can kind of gauge it better if you haven't been there. It's about half roads, half canals. And they go like, um, what's the word? They make kind of like a grid, like a longer grid, if that makes sense. So a lot of people who work and live there, first of all, obviously walking is huge in Europe. And when you're on vacation, like you walk everywhere. Secondly, specifically with Amsterdam, there are so many bikers. I think the bikes outratioed cars by like one car to about 20 bikes. Like it was insane. There's bike lanes. Like I know there's bike lanes in New York City. I know people bike in the city, but it was to a whole other level in Amsterdam. And obviously biking is cardio. Like that's a fact. And it's just so crazy to see all these people biking to work and biking here and biking there. And it's mind-blowing because here in America, like, yeah, you may bike to the train station or you may bike to, like, your friend's house, but you don't really see many people biking to work. And I think that in Europe, that's one of the biggest things, too, is just, like, getting places. Like, no one's really driving. And I also will preface this by saying that I've only stayed in major cities, so I can't really talk about suburbs. Like, I live on Long Island and New York, so... I can't really talk about how the equivalent of that to another country, but this is just my experience. And you don't really see promotional things for like, oh, nutrition stores or weight loss stores or meal plans. Like you don't see any of that in these places. And again, it could just be because I was, I go to more of the touristy places because it's my first time in these countries. But you have to just like, like, you can't ignore that. Like, it's insane. Because even when you go to New York City, you see Planet Fitness, you see Blink Fitness, you see so many gyms, you see so many like nutrition stores and people trying to sell you meal plans and pre-made like healthy meals. You don't see that in Europe. In Europe, you see a lot of just like, yeah, like here's like a fitness facility. And one of the ones I saw was like, boxing was one um and it's so interesting too because they don't really they're not like packed either like when we were walking by them i didn't really see many people in them but yet if you walk around new york city manhattan you pass an orange theory and you see it's packed with the class so it's the differences are just truly insane i feel like i also just feel like the culture there is so like I don't know. I, there's something just about Europe that's so comforting. And it's just wild to see that these places, like, you don't, like, gyms here are so, like, you know, if you want to be healthy, you have to go to the gym. You have to lift. You have to do this. You have to do that. You have to try this workout class. And it's so prevalent here. Whereas in other places, it's not. Like, you're not going there and you're not seeing all these different advertisements and commercials for fitness facilities on every corner like you're just seeing people living their lives and walking around and everything so that one was interesting and when we went to Prague Prague specifically like there's so many parts to it we did the majority of them like we did old town Prague new town Prague one two three four and five like we saw all of those and similarly like it's people just walk everywhere Again, could be a tourist place, and I totally get it because when you come to New York City, you know, I doubt many tourists are renting cars, so I totally understand that 
is a little bit biased on my part because I only experience the cities. But something about just walking everywhere and seeing people walking to work and whatnot, it's, I don't know. But I guess also if you live in the city, you're walking to work too. So I don't really know. But that was just my experience. And I feel like everyone you talk to, like everyone, it's such a thing that Americans say, like when you go to Europe, you lose weight because you're literally walking everywhere. And we didn't even get to the food yet. So let's jump into that right now. So basically with the fitness stuff, long story short, not as many gyms, not as much advertising for fitness facilities. And walking is huge there. Okay, so now on to the food, which I don't think I really need to talk super in depth about. I think it's pretty obvious. The food is night and day. Like in America, I don't even think we realize sometimes how much processed shit we're eating and how much stuff is in the grocery store. And I'm talking even like you go to Whole Foods or I'm sure Erwan in LA, like there's still processed stuff there. When you're in Europe, like, yes, there's chips and there's Lay's and Doritos. I'm not denying that because I've seen them and all the chocolate stuff. But something about the whole foods that they use, I don't know what it is. I generally don't know, but it's so much like you don't feel as heavy. You don't feel as gross. It's not as weighted on you. The sodium, it doesn't make you so bloated. Like I've been bloated or I got bloated on the trip from eating because I ate so much, not necessarily because of the food quality, but like the food quality is insane. I don't know what they're doing to their food, but it is so freaking good. And I love food, I think, as we all know. And it was just like, there's, I feel like there's no words to describe it. And I feel like I'm kind of doing a disservice to this episode because I just like can't explain it. I will say though, I'm not really going to base it off of this past trip only because I wasn't a huge fan of the food. Now that doesn't mean like I didn't think it tasted good. I thought it was great, but like it was not as great as other foods I've had in Europe. So what I will say about the food in Prague and Amsterdam is like, yes, it's delicious. And something about just Europe in general that I noticed every time I've been there is again, the freshness of it. It seems like all the food there, it comes generally like more farm to table and it's fresher. And because of that, I think it all ties into effect where like people say they go to Europe and their skin clears up and they all of a sudden like don't have any gut issues and they can eat gluten and they can eat carbs there and they're not gaining weight. And it's because when they're cooking and they're making the food there, they're not adding a bunch of random shit to it that we do in America. And they're not letting it like sit there for weeks and months before someone buys it. Like people there are generally buying the food fresher and it's just so interesting. Like we even got a sandwich from a vending machine the first day because, or not a vending machine, what am I talking about? From like our hotel fridge for the first day because we were in a rush and even that was so good. And something about the freshness of it just makes the food taste so much better there. So I think that's why a lot of the times people tend to lose weight while they go in Europe. And yes, like obviously you're walking significantly more, which people don't really do at home. Like even I don't get anywhere near 20,000 steps a day. Like I'm still struggling to get to my 12, 12 case, uh, 12 
slash 12.5k steps a day. But what's going to happen one day? But like, again, no one's walking 20 steps, 20,000 uh, steps a day. So I think just that on top of exploring everything and on top of the food just being so much fresher and less preserved and less processed is all ties in together. And I don't know, like, I genuinely love Europe and I love trying new foods. The food on this trip, though, I will say was not a fan of. I'll go back to that. I felt like in Amsterdam, it was okay. Amsterdam vibes for me were very like modern and it was very much like a mini New York City. I didn't really get a whole lot of the culture culture. Like, yeah, we rode bikes and we watched, we like went on canal tours and we saw the canals and we saw everything there. And I'm going to preface this by saying I don't do drugs. So I did not do any of that stuff. I had a few Aperol spritzes and that was pretty much it. Um, And then, you know, you have the red light district. But other than that, it was kind of like, I don't know. I really, and this isn't to say anything about the country itself. It was beautiful. I just felt like the food kind of missed the mark. We went to a few different cute cafes. We did dinners. And, oh, the biggest thing about Europe that I forgot is that, like, it's so crazy how the service and the whole vibe in the restaurant is so different than in America. Like when you're in America, you sit down, they bring you water and menus and someone's bringing you bread and then they're coming back five minutes later for your order. And then you have your food and then you pay and you leave. So the whole prop like experience takes about what, like an hour, maybe not even, but in Europe, they're so laid back and like it takes them 20 minutes just to even come around and get your order. It's the wildest thing. Like I remember we were starving one night. So I had to ask the waitress or waiter like so many times like, hey, we're ready to order. Like it was insane. And like, oh, we'll get you someone. And it like they're just so lax there. Like it's so mind blowing to me that a country could be this relaxed. But that's actually all of Europe because I had that same experience in London too. Iceland was the only place I felt like they were pretty on top of their service. Um, but yeah, so that was a side snippet on Amsterdam. Also, side note, I feel like when you're traveling too, like water becomes instantly like inaccessible. Like we were struggling to find water in Amsterdam. Our hotel room, our hotel literally had a vending machine for Budweiser. And then right next to it was another vending machine for dot not Diet Coke, for Coke. Coca-Cola and Red Bulls, not even Diet Coke to say the least. And there's no waters anywhere. Like in Amsterdam, the water was so scarce. It was absolutely insane. And no one even gave it to you. But I did read that the tap water is one of the cleanest in the world. So, I mean, as gross as it may sound, like we had to do a lot of tap water with in our like reusable water bottles because there was just no water. And that was insane to me. But on the other hand, it was a beautiful country overall. I just feel like the food was good, but also to be fair, we are used to a lot of highly palatable foods in America. Our foods here are intended to keep us coming back. So it's higher in sugars and sodiums and salts and all the other shit that makes you want to eat it again and buy it again. So you're spending more money, but in Europe, it's not. The food there is so different. The vibes are just so different. And 
it's just so much cleaner, I feel like, and just so much more natural and better overall. So that was Amsterdam. In Prague, it was very like old school. Like they definitely didn't change that much to make it touristy at all. Like it was still cobblestones and hilly and everything. And there was statues of Jesus everywhere. Like they still kept it very old school, um, religious vibes, I felt like. But again, the food there, actually, no, the food there slapped. The food in Prague was so freaking good. I don't know why. And they also had water, like readily available places. But I highly recommend Prague for the food. Something about it was just so freaking good. And I don't know if just it's just because we had not such great food in Amsterdam that we kind of really loved the food in Prague. But Prague was a hit in with the food, no matter what it was. It was really good. I remember we went to Starbucks and I don't actually know if they have it in America, but they had these cute little like pinwheels and I got one with pesto and one with cheese and they were so freaking good. And I love Starbucks in any country. So I will go to a Starbucks in a country also just for the vibes. Like I want to see what they have. I want to see what's different. I want to see like what they have in other countries. And then I don't know if we have this in America, but they, you know, the drink, it's like the, um, Oh my god, what is it? It's like the blonde um espresso something. They had that in a brownie and it was so good. Like they had chopped up pieces of espresso beans and it was literally the best brownie I've ever had. So that's one thing I like to do is go to Starbucks in another country just to experience it. And I'm not at that place where I can collect the mugs yet because I feel like I already started traveling without the mugs. So it's like I'm not buying the mugs now, but I think it's a cute idea. And I feel like that's pretty much the main differences between Europe and America. I think we can all come to the consensus that in America, food is a lot more processed. It's a lot more, not worse for you, but it's definitely something you have to be mindful of and really look at the ingredients for if you want to not be so bloated and rely on the food a lot. And I just feel like it's not a surprise that in America, we do tend to take more forms of transportation versus walking. So there's a lot of cars, buses, trains, whereas in Europe, I feel like people are more likely to walk around a lot more. And that's something that I don't think is anything new, but that's just what my experience this time in Europe was. And I cannot wait to go back to the gym and hit the gym. I had such a craving for the gym when I was away. It was insane. I just really missed picking up a pair of dumbbells and doing some hip thrusts. (laughs) That's all I wanted to do by the fifth or sixth day. And I'm so happy I'm back. I cannot wait to hit the gym again. I just wish like we had more of the food style here versus like just there. But I'm sure if you look hard enough, you can find it or you can just eat or I can just eat well-balanced meals. We all know how to make them by now. And yeah, that's pretty much the differences that again isn't anything new but just my experience all righty it's time for my favorites this one is going to be so on brand so it's good okay it's going to sound weird but one of the things that i do on vacation is when i'm packing i bring things that i no longer want and then i leave it at the country or a place that I'm staying. So for example, 
I feel like it sounds so weird saying it out loud, but I feel like I can't be the only one who does this. Like, there's got to be more people in the world that do this too. But if I'm packing to go on a trip, I look at my closet and I'm like, okay, I haven't worn A, B, and C in a while, like a dress, a skirt, and a top. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to pack these. I'm going to wear them in Europe or another country because let's be real. When you're on vacation, there's no rules. You can wear whatever the fuck you want to wear. And no one's going to say anything because you're on fucking vacation. So that's exactly what I did. I had a bunch of dresses. I had a sweatsuit, like a sweatpant and matching sweatshirt that had a stain on it. Um, And I knew like I would never wear that in public. So it just didn't make sense sitting in my closet. And just basically anything that maybe has a little stain or just what I know is not going to, I'm not going to wear anymore. Maybe it's a little bit outdated, whatever it is. And what I like to do is I will bring it on vacation. I'll wear it and then I'll leave it at the hotel, but I'll write a note or I'll talk. And I also talk to the front desk ahead of time. And I'm like, Hey, I have, I'm going to leave a bag of clothes and shoes and whatnot. And you can kind of just do what you want with it. If you want to donate it to, um, homeless, uh, children or just children who are in need. And I do that at home too. Like my mom is a huge stickler for like non-hoarding, like whatever the opposite of hoarding is. She likes to keep everything as minimalistic as possible. So every season we, and by we, I mean me and my parents go through our closets and we'll just donate stuff. So I do that a lot at home already. But when I'm traveling, especially because I know I'm going to come back with souvenirs and I know I'm going to buy stuff there. I really like to take that opportunity to wear stuff that I'll never also wear in America. Like I had this one dress that I wore there. It was like mid calf length and it was burgundy with like white polka dots and sleeves had ruffles and it was a cute dress, but it also like fit very weird on me. It was from one of those sites, like pretty little thing where the stuff is like so cheap and like so such bad quality. (laughs) But nevertheless, I knew I would never wear this $15 dress again. And it's fine. It was totally fine with me. So I wore it when we landed in Amsterdam because it gave you Amsterdam vibes. I did the Heineken tour in it. We did the canal cruise. I got a picture in it. Then I was like, great, we're done with this. And I left it there. Similarly, um, I bought a sweater in Amsterdam. So I donated a sweater part of my sweatsuit. So that was less stuff to bring to Prague. And then again, a sweatsuit, like it had one stain on it. And I was like, I'm just never going to wear it again. So donated that. And plus I have a million other sweatpants as well. I had this old pocketbook that I never use use it in Europe, donated it on our last day. I had a pair of Birkenstocks that were just, they were still in great quality. They were like just barely hanging on, but like, I'm sure anyone can still wear them. I just didn't want them. They also didn't fit me anymore. So donated that too. And I do realize how lucky of a privilege it is to be able to donate your clothes. So I think if you are fortunate enough to have an abundance of product, not just clothes, but shoes and pocketbooks and jackets and things like that. And if you're fortunate enough to have the luxury to be able to get rid of it and not really miss it, then I do think it's a great thing to do too. Because also with foreign countries, like kind of like I touched on before you, yes, we are staying in like more touristy places. Like you're staying in bigger named cities, but there's also people who are in need everywhere in the world. Like even when you come to New York city, like you could be staying at the plaza or the Ritz Carlton and you walk down the street and there's a homeless, there's homeless people everywhere. So if you are lucky enough to do that, I highly suggest doing that. Also, I, 
Again, I'm weird. I love purging on vacation, apparently. So I was in need of new makeup brushes. Mine are so old and I don't come at me, but I do not wash my makeup brushes. I think it's just so tedious. I'm so lazy. I never do them. I'm fully aware of that, but also like I needed a new hairbrush. So my mom actually came into my room a few days before I was leaving and she's like, I got you a new hairbrush. So when you go on vacation, just throw that one out. I was like, great, done, perfect. I threw out all my makeup brushes. I like to throw out a lot of underwear and socks, like just stuff that is getting old and bras and things like that. And then I just ordered new ones off Amazon. So they're ready by the time I come home. And it's kind of like a new start too. So that's one of the best traveling tips I have. Again, if you are fortunate enough to be able to do that, then I highly suggest doing it because I just feel like getting rid of stuff is so much easier. And then there's so much more room to bring back stuff. So it's like a win-win. Like my suitcase was probably 10 pounds lighter coming back than it was going there. But I also ate all my snacks. So that could also have something to do with it too. But on that note, I hope you learned something. I hope you can relate if you've ever been to Europe. And if you found this episode helpful or if you liked or enjoyed anything, please be sure to rate, review, and subscribe. And you can also follow me on Instagram and TikTok at Neda, N-E-D-A, underscore Veda, V-A-E-D-A. Thank you so much for listening to this a little bit off-brand episode about my trip to Europe. Next week, we are getting right back into it with more health and fitness content that is going to be really relatable and also hopefully make you chuckle a little bit. Have a great week.